Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but in the end, you're going to be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about today is ageless. Happy summer solstice, Aurelia. Can't believe it already is summer, but yeah, thank you. Does it feel like summer? No, uh, externally <laughs> it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Internally, yes, I can feel right. the heat, like the summer, the shift of the energy. I can, but looking outside, mm-mm. Yeah. I don't have a summer feeling at all. And it's not just with the eclipse It's you know that we had. It's just really just things are kind of crazy. Yes. I, I feel for myself, like, I feel that it's summer and that it's cancer season. Hmm. You know, th- that I feel. You know, like, every every season, like, you know how you, a lot of people, they feel like, oh, it's the holidays and you feel the energy. I feel like that every month with a different zodiac season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. So uh-huh. I can relate with you, like, on the internal... Mm. Uh, like how it feels like summer on the inside, but doesn't yeah. <laughs> look like summer. And also it's so interesting because you just said that last night that this is the first summer or the first July, June mm-hmm. cancer season solstice, really yeah. that, and I mean, we are in the month of cancer. Like mm-hmm. we have, and it's actually just hitting me now even deeper because the first time you said it as usual, I doesn't really process <laughs> Thank you know, you for because admitting it's, that because it's on like podcast. when it's like an intense shock like that, mm-hmm. you know, like that we're we're not traveling. No, we're not. It's the first time in so many years I can't even remember. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because you know, Google showed me my one year ago, two years ago, three right. years ago, that kind of thing, and we were all over the place. And mm-hmm. this year we're quarantined I guess every yeah like that's part of like our ritual Mm -hmm. you know it's just part of our astrological wellness Mm -hmm. and um I feel like that's a really big shock like kind of in retrospect even though I'm really grateful for what it is I also was getting these google pictures Mm -hmm. and I was looking it's like oh I want to post this like you know picture when we were in Cinque Terre or Italy and stuff like that and it's like oh this is depressing (laughs) (laughs) I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to post this. I mean, but it's also just in a way, I guess a good way to look at it is that technically we are traveling because we're traveling home in a way because we're not anywhere. And so that's new for us. So mm. in the mind, we're trapped. We have now traveled to a new place because we've never really been home during the that, solstice. That's true. You know? That's intense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because we have, like, solar returns coming up and all kinds of stuff. And so it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, even if it's, um, like, last year it was more or less, you know, travel on business because you had spoken at this congress in Moscow. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, it was travel and then we stayed longer and, you know, yeah. we had, like, all these fun things. Of course, you have to mix it. It's just... Mm-hmm. Even if it was not strictly just for pleasure and for, yeah, you know, relaxation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess then, let me ask you this: Can you can you be spiritual while you're on vacation, uh-huh. <laughs> or is or is vacation a break from spirituality? Because, well, just answer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, obviously, there is no break in spirituality that is so funny because, you know, spirituality is everything. 
Yeah, but like spirituality, there is nothing. And if I go on vacation, then it's just a different environment for me to be spiritual. I mean, I still do my meditations. I still do my practice. I just I bring light to a different place. Yeah, but like when I'm on vacation, I don't have to like go to church or I don't have to go to temple or I don't have to like, you know, get on you know, to class or anything like that. Like, I'm allowed to, like, take a break. Yeah, well, since when is going to temple or to church has anything to do with spirituality? Beautiful. Elaborate. You know, I mean, I don't even know how to say that, but... Okay, let's just have another example of my experience rich life okay <laughs> so <laughs> adorable I can't wait last week um, my sister and I we were in church we were at a it, requiem during covid yeah yeah like they wow. opened the church and they um, it's actually a funny story like they put up candles in the pews or pews yeah where you know you can sit and there's enough room like for you know families can sit together or something mm-hmm. and so and we're going there and i mean we, i cannot speak for her but i haven't been in church for i don't know probably seven eight years since our dad died you are a church and <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. so um, anyway like we're going there and like not really knowing what we're doing like we're finding a a place to sit and not too close to the family because you know for whatever personal reasons we weren't that close but you had to show up you know how it is when somebody dies but there was social distancing that was social distancing and so Mm -hmm. anyway we were sitting in this pew and then um all of a sudden like we hear this man saying like oh yeah i can sit here because here's a candle and you go like, oh my God, where we're sitting, there is no candle. But then we say, okay, but now we're sitting already, whatever, there aren't that many people. Then yeah. the priest comes and he looks at us. You're sinning. Straight <laughs> on to us and explains that, you know, with COVID and social distancing, like we are only supposed to sit where candles are and we're still not moving, but he's like staring us down. <laughs> So this is very much in the front. So we have to get up yeah. and move to another pew. And obviously, so here we wanted to be very incognito. Or respectful now, of, the, of the space, aside uh, from social distancing. Yeah. Like the way I understand it is that you didn't want to go and sit right next to the family. No. Because, you know, you want to mm-hmm. respect them. They're grieving and that's a different energy. You don't want to pick that up, mm-hmm. you know, like you just heal them, whatever. So you're respecting one rule, but then another rule forced you to violate another rule. It's That's interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, so we relocated, so to speak, and everybody saw it all eyes on us. Aurelia is transiting the pew. That's right. So <laughs> that was number one, all eyes on us. And what my story really is about right, okay. mm-hmm. is that then um, there were quite many people actually because... 
you know, it's like a well-known family in the city and political, they have influence and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Either way, so many people who are somebody have been there. And the Requiem was just, it was amazing. It was so beautifully staged and, you know, there was this amazing singer and... I mean, the priest was fabulous. I don't know where they got them, got him from. Like, I've never heard of him. It was really, really beautiful. So, now singing was a little bit of a problem because behind the mask, you know, that really doesn't work. So, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I felt like God wants to hear my voice. So, I would, like, when we were singing, I would, like, flip up the mask and just, like, belch it out a little bit. So... Uh, I wasn't scolded for that. Maybe nobody knew. Either yeah. way. Then mm, it's time for the Eucharist. And so the a priest says, okay, anybody who wants to receive the Eucharist, because of COVID, he will just come to everybody in the pew and give it uh, personally. Mm -hmm. And so who wants it has to stay standing and everybody else can sit and then it went without you know speaking about it that my sister and I we both we wanted to receive it and yeah. you know being good catholic raised girls and mm -hmm. still you know Jesus is my hero yeah for sure and mm -hmm. so we were standing and everybody was sitting so we both got kind of insecure and started to sit and then the priest like he had ventured towards us and then he stopped and then I thought oh maybe he goes to the family first and they're just slow getting up but they stayed sitting and then I realized no I understood that right who wants it has to stand up so I'm standing up again and my sister like she stands up again and then the priest comes and I swear to God, like as far as I could see, yeah. we were the only ones standing. To receive the Eucharist. To receive the Eucharist mm -hmm. of this like whole church. I mean, yeah. and then he went all the way in the back and I had the feeling that maybe the choir, you know, got it and stuff like right. that. But he was also back so fast. The whole thing was over in no time. I looked at my sister, she looked at me, we started crying. Yeah, I believe it. And afterwards, you know, we were in such shock and we talked about it. We said, you know, if you do not believe in these things, why have a requiem? Yeah. Why be there at all? I mean, a requiem by all means is like the Tibetans would, you know, call it like a part of a poor prayer. Like nice. where really you give the consciousness of the deceased to mm -hmm. God, the universe, the creator, like for a good rebirth, yada, yada, yada. None of that was happening. I mean, this, this was really, so here you have it. Like there was nothing spiritual about it. Like all these people were in church. Mm -hmm. But they had not a spiritual inkling at all. They did not get the meaning of what was going on. Right. It was, yeah. And I mean, in some cases it could be like, that's where the family has the requiem. And then like people just have to go there. But I mean, this is, con this is conservative religious Bavaria. Yes. I mean, most people here should be like practicing Catholicism. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, that's really quite a shock. Yes, we were seriously shocked. And so that's why I say, like, you can go to church. And I'm sure a lot of them, especially the politicians, like you say, because this is conservative, Catholic Bavaria, you know, if they want to have their constituents to be happy, they have to show up they in have church. To. But yeah. hey, you know, it's not authentic. It's for not their authentic practice. because it's authentic for their career. Exactly because yeah. you know it comes from inside. Spirituality is something that's inside. I'm spiritual when I'm like shopping at the supermarket. You yeah, know? for sure. I mean, but this if if this is someone's connection to spirituality through religion you know, for example, or whatever it is, then yeah, I mean, that would be something that you would want to take a break from. Because that's more of like a, like a, like just really not even spirituality at all. That's right. And I think that if you're not really excited about your spirituality, like where it's like, oh my gosh, I want to like do what it is that I need to do, whatever it is, because everyone has their own path, Mm. right? If you're not really excited about it, then it's not the right path or you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like you need that. Like the excitement is the connection. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, with um, my dad, who was Mm -hmm. really a practicing Catholic. And so, (laughs) I mean, even though he was a yogi, excuse me. You know, when we were on vacation as kids, for example, you know, he loved to go to the Alps and like to to, um, northern Italy and like all of that. And then if we would go to church, Mm -hmm. we would go there. And I mean, we did not really understand what they were saying, but it didn't matter because we knew our church. So I mean, a mass in Italian or Spanish is really powerful. Yeah, and and, I think we could just Mm -hmm. follow because Mm -hmm. we knew what was going on, and yeah, you better believe we were going. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, we're always doing, Mm. you know, our spiritual. I mean, we never don't do it, you know, exactly. it's always like, I mean, even just on an external level, of course, you know, remember, I've been teaching classes in the middle of, <laughs> yeah, I know. or, you know, or, or doing the internal work too. Like, okay, so what is, I mean, a lot of times you see, you know, you can see people who are selfish on vacation, mm. you know, and it's like, okay, what is reflecting inside of me? You know what I mean? Like just a lot of times this kind of stuff can come up. You know, so there's there's plenty of work to do. Not that anybody is going to really be going on vacation right now. I mean, there are certain countries that are open and whatnot, but I don't really feel good about it. But I do not want to go to the beach with my mask on. Me either. I, I don't want. Right yeah, down. yeah. You get a you get a mask tan. <laughs> you know, like you get like, it's a whole like you get tan lines. You know, you yeah. come back and you're like your whole mouth and nose is white and you have the little <laughs> strings and then the, then you can pretend to wear a mask when you go shopping yeah oh, that's a really good one but i think this kind of segues into uh, another topic that was actually also requested and i think it's a really good topic like about the spirituality just kind of moving away from the religion aspect of it is like if you are in a relationship with somebody and say you're spiritual and they're not so spiritual. Like, you know, for, like if you're a woman and your husband or your partner is not a, is very spiritual or vice versa, what can you do? And there's probably different methods for each. I mean, I haven't really, um, yeah, let's just take with any, start with anything. Mm-hmm. 
Like, how can you make your partner more spiritual? And then how will you know that they're actually doing it? Hmm. I guess it kind of comes back to you can't change people. Well, the easiest way, you know, to bring your partner to spirituality is actually through sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Like to physical union. Because, I mean, this is the fastest way to raise our vibration and to raise our energy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a woman and my partner is not spiritual, then it is really up to me to while making love to my partner, raise his vibration above the physical. I just want to, um, you know, interject in here just for a second and say that one of our really exciting announcements that is coming soon is that we um, have been inspired to create uh, another version of Ageless, which we are calling Ageless but the version we call it is speechless. And there we are going to be really getting into, like we would get deeper into this subject, for example. We also get into quote unquote politically incorrect things. Like we really talk about without any um, reservations what's going on. Mm. Because a lot of you have noticed Aurelia takes a pause before she answers and she explained to me, it's not that she's thinking what to say, like what the answer is. She's thinking what's appropriate for the public, mm-hmm. right? Is that the, is that the best way yeah, to explain it? Yeah, that's right. Like, like for the audience that I'm speaking to. Yeah, because when something is free, the vessel is smaller. Yes. But we're going to be offering this as a package program. Um, we're going to have this in different levels and it's going to, you know, we can then talk really more about deep things like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess then that's like the short answer is sexual intercourse, yes. like sexuality, like mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's our exciting announcement mm-hmm. that we want to announce. So please stay tuned uh, for information on that. And we're going to be getting into more of Ageless right after this. This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Aurelia Essential Oils. Wellness for you and everyone around you. Visit AureliaEssentialOils.com to shop online. All right, we are back. And the second part of Aegis in the first episode of summer. (laughs) Um, And I want to ask you, what is ASMR? I I, I mean, I know, of course, what it stands for. It's like really popular... You know, with Gen X, the Homelander, not Gen X, but the Homeland generation. And, you know, like there's YouTube channels and stuff. Like even people come to my channel for ASMR for my balancings and stuff like that. I mean, it's just kind of interesting. But, you know, it's the autonomous sensory meridian response. Um, Like, and it's where there's this like sensation, like this tingle that starts. This is what they say, like at the scalp. And then it moves down the back like of the neck so i guess you know perhaps the governing meridian like the 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 moon and then the upper spine 
and people feel like really relaxed by it. And I know that we've talked about it, you know, and like people were like coming to my channel and stuff like that, but it's just like really relaxing for them. But I feel like there's just something that needs to be clarified about that because it's like this, almost like this euphoric state that they get put into. Um, I don't know if you just, you want to say anything to that or, you know, like with the different channels, like can it be damaging? It can be damaging because mm -hmm. what it really is, you know, it's like, um, a forced way to stimulate Kundalini energy. Okay. And Wait, what's Kundalini? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like that's the, our life force. Right. That's energy. the English word for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Life force. So, mm -hmm. um, and the way we can imagine that is like, there is a channel up the spine and down the spine, like, you know, uh, behind the spine, it is going down and in front of the spine. No, the other way around behind the spine it is going up and in front of the spine it's going down and not that it really makes a difference because it is also fine you know it it can also just be one where it's going up and down for <laughs> your imagination but that's really what it is and so that's where the life force moves and this is how then over um, the um, um nerves that come out of the vertebra mm -hmm. like it really reaches the whole body yeah and um in the homeland generation who as the name says like home is the land because yeah. all they do is you know being in voluntary quarantine all the time right it's all they need uh, is their device their screen yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. And a lot of them, you know, they really don't have any actual sensual experiences anymore. And so now with the ASMR, what happens is like they ingest another person's sensual experience. Oh my God. And their imagination is stimulating them because, you know, we know that what we imagine is becoming real, like it creates our reality. Mm -hmm. And so their imagination is doing that for them. And then this creates like this high sensual experience. And then the life force like the kundalini energy starts to flow and then depending if it's you know flowing up they all get stimulated more and if it's flowing down they all get relaxed sounds like like a unearned movement of energy kind of like that can really do some damage yes do you want to hear a nightmare story yes when the whole asmr trend was like starting to pick up like uh, someone sent me a video and it was a video of a person and I mean you know me right and it, like you know you know me that I just cannot stand 
the sound of mastication. I do know that we and, had our problems yeah. around that in the beginning of our relationship because I'm mature because the stomach doesn't have teeth. And this, yeah, I mean, thankfully I've come a long way with that and it's mm -hmm. like no problem. But the point is, is that I opened the video and there was a microphone and a person and complete silence. And the person started eating an apple into the microphone. <laughs> I almost screamed. I believe you. Because... I mean, come on. And that's a trigger for ASMR. Mm -hmm. So I just, I wanted to share that because I thought that was really funny. I mean, yeah, it's like, well, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's really intense. But I mean, I guess it like helps people to like pass out or whatever, if that's the goal. But I think it's really interesting because, I mean, I have kind of observed it in uh, ads and media and stuff like that. Like just kind of getting people like to be like subliminal um, influences and whatnot. So I think it's just, I think it's overrated. Um, I think like if you just work on your spiritual life force, you can get all of these sensations, mm -hmm. like the sensory, like the sensual experience that you're talking about. I do not know that I can judge it as being overrated because see, you and I both, we are very sensual people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just tactile and, you know, Auditory. Like we, yeah, like mm -hmm. everything. Visually. I mean, we just love the sensual experience Smells. without getting attached to it. Right. And so... Nice, well said. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And, I mean, of course, like for me, like you have heard me say that when Saya... Like she lays at my feet yeah, and her fur at my feet. This is like such a delicious experience. Just yeah. like the way that feels. That's unbelievable. You know, that's very sensual. That's why she's a fur baby. That's why she's our fur baby. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody who is uh, mainly interacting with a screen yeah. does not have these kinds of experiences. And so... For us, where we are like so sensual and we just really enjoy everything coming from the senses, you know, to say that this is overrated, I do not feel um, that I have the authority to do that. Yeah. Because thankfully, I'm not in that space. And yeah. I, you know, you know, guys, like if you're spiritual, you have to also know that reincarnation is a fact. And so part of my practice every day is like to really, really pray to remember all these things that I know today so that not, you know, when I'm reborn in the next generation that I end up like that and forget everything about the, let's, if we stay with ASMR, the real sensual experience. I think ASMR is deleting those memories. Yes. In the moment. Yeah. And so in like that, if you want to be reincarnated, like, God forbid, like, you know, you never know, God forbid, when someone is going to die. Mm -hmm. And if you're, like, in this state and you can't remember anything and someone dies, then, like, you can't really pick where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people say, like, oh, you know, I chose my parents, I chose it. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. No, you didn't. Like, your karma, your fate chose it, but you yeah. didn't choose it. Yeah, your energy was pulled into you were pulled. the direction of 
you know, the level of your consciousness. So I think like mindfulness, again, it's about being excited because I feel like this is like almost like entertainment. That's what I'm saying. Like this ASMR, like, oh, I just want to like, you know, chill out or have entertainment, but it's not really an excitement of spiritual healing or healing or wellness. No, not at all. You it's know? like the same thing. And then here we go again, you know, just mentioning it. Like if I have uh, just a one night stand without meaning and without intimacy and never mind without the things that I'm going to talk about in Speechless. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. You cannot say it's overrated because I no. don't want to elicit any kind of judgment. I don't want Mm-mm. our viewers to judge anybody because Mm-mm. that's not good for you. And it's you know, certainly not good for anybody. But also just to kind of be aware of like what's out there, because I think if you're a seeker, then you can kind of just get pulled in left and right. Yes. And it gets dangerous, you know, hence Franklin, yep. the movie that mm-hmm. are one of our favorite movies, Franklin. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's something really to mm-hmm. keep, be mind- in, yeah, yeah, keep, keep in, in mind. mind, be mindful. Yeah. I mean, for me, cause this is ageless, you? not mindless. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so for you and for me we it it would be overrated because you know for us to listening to something and then imagining it and and, uh, when i can just have the experience of eating an apple you know oh this is really intense but i just absolutely right like i totally just had a realization for myself Mm -hmm. there's like you know when i hear someone masticating it's like it's as, it's as if I'm eating it and like mm-hmm. I'm experiencing it myself because I am so central. I mean, as an empress, you know, mm-hmm. like I really feel all these things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need to tone it down a little bit. I mean, I am not eating that apple. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not eating that popcorn. God forbid, I'm not eating those chips. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like you don't need to be central to hear uh-huh. that. You know, yeah. so but like I hear, I can even hear people eating bread. Yes, I understand. You know, you know, so it's like, I realize that now, like, there is also then, like, reappropriating that sensual experience. It's kind of like a gift and a curse at the same time. Yeah. I can see that. Like, just as an empress. And... You know, which we will talk more about later. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, along uh, the lines of, you know, making this positive, it really can help your RAS, I suppose. My, yeah, my reticular <laughs> activating system, yeah. Uh-huh. To start to really imagine things. Yeah. Because, you know, one uh, exercise that I can remember, you know, from years and years ago, starting, you know, to meditate and visualize and stuff like that is... I needed to imagine that I was uh, having a lemon in my hand mm-hmm. and then biting into the lemon and to then really like feel the essential oil oh, and, and smell. I can already smell it. Smell, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I can even feel it on my yeah. lips, you know. Sour. But also the sourness <laughs> and like yeah. and to really create mm-hmm. an honest to God um, physical experience out of it and then yeah. take something else like something sweet and something bitter and like you have to see it you have to feel it and you have to smell it and you have to taste it that's literally. beautiful and, and however yeah. go ahead mm-hmm. however if I may finish that yeah. it's like with if you're um, a homeland generation kid and you really your main interaction is with 
the screen. Mm. You will not have that part of the experience. No. You will just fantasize something. And that's not the same as using your visualization in a proper way for manifesting, for manifestation, yeah, and for manifesting the life you want. Wow. And this is also where it becomes hurtful. If not physically right away, in the long run, it will. Yeah, because like your senses are the witness to the manifestation. Yes. Beautifully said. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing because... I mean, I also know I've worked with, I just want to say one more thing to that. Like I've also like, I've worked with people. I've even known people who are like, are also quote unquote, very sensual. Like maybe they're like eccentric artists or whatever. And then they confuse that sensuality with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have the sixth sense or, you know, the, the colors, they speak to me and this and that. And it's like, yeah, oh, that doesn't mean you're spiritual. No, it's a form of hedonism. Yeah, and here's the thing that I did. I just want to share, like, with my progress, like, with the mastication, like, with the being sensual and stuff, coming full circle with this podcast, I brought it onto my spiritual path. Like, I didn't become, like, I didn't go down that path of being a victim to it. But I said, okay, why don't I like mastication? What does it represent? Okay, as we know, it's connected to strength, the archetype of breaking things down, really like, you know, removing the fate from things, Yeah. you know, getting to breaking it down to something that's digestible and usable. So I realized, okay, so what's my sensory overload all about with connection to that? And then I went and I worked on that, but that's how you can make anything spiritual. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. So that's right. And if you want to watch my favorite movie in regards to mastication, and I'm not going to have a spoiler alert. I think it's called Bernie. It's with oh Jack my. Black and Shirley MacLaine, isn't it? Is there mastication going on? Oh, ah, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. That's not, yeah, that's yeah, not I talk about that. it. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's with Jack Black and Shirley MacLaine. We love them. An, I mean, they're amazing. amazing. He's a cancer, by the way. It's an amazing movie. I don't know what she so is, but he's a cancer, yeah. What another He's a really good actor. Yeah. Oh, and another, and it, but I just thought of another one because uh, we just saw another movie with Jack Black, like the house with the talking clocks or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, whatever, or like moving with Cape Blanchett or something or like something that. I can't like remember, that, but that was also a good one. Just yeah, it was cancer a good recommendations. Movie, yeah, for being at home, but that was really for mastication. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> the month of cancer, you know, loves food, loves you know healing food, healing everything. So yeah, it's a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so this has been uh, another episode of Ageless, and you've been listening to Arik and Aurelia, and you've just been listening to. be sure to subscribe and listen to us everything online we're on apple Podcasts, youtube which is really easy google Podcasts, spotify we're everywhere so subscribe and tell your friends tell your friends share it around and maybe you'll be listening to us in speechless very soon thanks guys Bye. bye